0: Rick and Scott Steiner,
1: let me welcome you back. Oh, Team 3D, you guys are out of your mind, coming to Atlanta, Georgia, the place that the Steiner Brothers got their start in professional wrestling. You guys are out of your mind, making it a table match, cause tonight we're gonna beat you at your own game. And after it's all said and done, you're gonna be taking splitters out of your fat asses all night long, cause you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is if you can run nickety Split You can't run because you got some fat asses. After it's sun done, we're gonna have a tailgate party for all my freaks out there in Atlanta, Georgia. You wanted some, you got some. This is the big time boys. You come down that aisle, the Steiner Brothers has got something for you. Ooh, 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 it's the dog pile.
2: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Noya Wrestling. We are your hosts. Mark Sylvester, along with me always, is loser quest himself, Tony. Hi. <laughs> and we're here to say, long time fans and non fans, why wrestling is so good. So today I thought I'll torture Tony today by showing him some amazing wrestling promos.
3: Torture's right. It feels like I've been assaulted <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> I don't know what's happening
2: But they were glorious though. You got to yeah. see some ridiculous, but also some amazing promos.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, they were very ridiculous to say the least.
2: <laughs> Indeed they were. And before we start the podcast Antonio when we look at the actual promos themselves. Any rest that you recognise at all? Uh
3: yeah, I recognise quite a few of them actually. Uh well The Rock obviously, Hulk Hogan. Uh, who else? Um I'm trying to think. Well you've shown me Scott Steiner before. You uh, recognise CM Punk as CM well. CM Punk, yeah, we've seen that before. Uh I can't remember who else we saw. Steve Austin. Yep, you must uh, have seen Triple H or Chris Jericho before. Triple H, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much most of them, I think. There was a couple I hadn't, but yeah. They, they all were very interesting <laughs> to say the least. Um yeah no I recognise quite a few of them so yeah that's cool there's a couple of the new ones as well though so
2: anyone like for example like, even though you knew of them did you like hear of any of the promos before like obviously you mentioned the steve austin one that like, you knew of that promo even before yeah i, it to I you. think
3: i guess because i've heard all the quotes before that's why it, it was familiar to me but other than that i don't think i'd heard of any of them before that to be honest and probably the rocks one was quite familiar as well so
2: okay uh. and obviously because i showed you before like matches and like entrances and stuff like how do you find it with the promos themselves before we talk about them like they were used to build up matches and they were used to kind of like build feuds and that kind of thing like how did you find that
3: oh yeah like, definitely it works because like they were all going crazy and they were hyping people up and the crowd were going wild with most of them so yeah no it's it definitely worked yeah it's a good way to either get the crowd on your side or not i guess because like, i i it's a couple of them like what one was it it was the the, the really big is it brock Lesnar? yeah is that it? the crowd were all like even the guy said you all seem a bit <laughs> uh shocked because they weren't they weren't cheering as much I guess.
2: Yeah because when the promo happened it was after the streak ended which was something that everyone loves so much for over 20 years. So they're good
3: to like hype everyone up or like you know shock them I guess. Yeah yeah.
2: because it's a really good way to either give you heat or to put you over because that's what happened with the CM Punk promo that I showed you before that literally that promo was a promo that made everyone go like fuck CM Punk is really really good. Like of some other promos kind of like they you can see they're good but then that's the one that makes either the owner of the company make you You'd be like, oh my god, this guy's really good. Or yeah. then it makes the fans even think you're even better than you are already. kind yeah, of yeah. thing as well.
3: Yeah, it helps build you up because, like, I guess like the actual wrestling and the matches can make you like them so much, but then you see their personality with the talking and stuff. It yeah. helps you.
2: Yeah, because the matches, it because basically the promos is the thing that puts the, the butts in the seats, but then the wrestling is the is the thing that makes the butts in the seats come back and stay in those seats. <laughs> okay, is it fair? <laughs> I'm trying to use the analogy and make as much sense as I can, but you know what <laughs> I mean. It's like the primary. You just want is... to
3: talk about them. Fat asses, but <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. Fat asses. <laughs>
2: that's all like, it is. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and the different promos that I showed Tony today were from just them in general. Like, I didn't actually show Tony a Pacific one because there's so many more promos by the wrestlers and stuff. So yeah. the first one that we saw was Hulk Hogan. Thank
1: God, Mean Gene, I've got my pump back, man. You know, the pythons are ready. The largest arms in the world. And I'm glad they are because I checked this dude, Hercules, out, man. He's got the body of a god. He even looks like the real Hercules. And he's definitely stronger, man. But I checked the dude out even farther. He could have been a Greek god. He could have been an immortal. And you know something, Mean Gene? Since he's guided by Bobby the Weasel, I trained for the dude like he was an immortal brother. I've been hanging out in the Garden of Eden with my main squeeze, Eve. I dove 20,000 leagues under the sea, 40 nights and 40 days. I hung and bung on the Titanic and Hercules. This is where the power lies.
2: When was this one? 19... This was nineteen eighty six, this promo.
3: Before I was born.
2: Damn. And me. Damn. Me too. Yeah.
3: Um yeah, he he's I was saying he's he looks weird. <laughs> I've never really thought about it. I knew what he looked like and stuff, and I've seen him before, but like looking at him, he's just a strange looking man. And he had arms like bigger than the size of the guy's head. You said they were the pythons or something. Yeah, right? the twenty-four
2: inch pythons.
3: <laughs> but yeah, he he looked like he was on something. <laughs> he was crazy. He has crazy eyes and yeah, no, it was interesting interesting like definitely got you interested like what was he doing at the end he was flexing or something yeah he was flexing to kind he of show that his flexing. muscles he was like karate <laughs> chopping flies in the air or something it was really weird and when he was mentioning about the hand it's like this is where the power lies yeah is that was that ever like his catchphrase or something or? no his catchphrase oh, kind of was weird.
2: you know something brother as well as what you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild
3: on you okay.
2: that's basically his catchphrase Fair enough. and stuff yeah
3: because it seemed like because he said it twice during the things i didn't know if it was like a catchphrase or something i'd not heard and and sometimes with the promos they kind of
2: do a catchphrase for that pacific promo yeah, and they mention yeah. pacific things as well
3: yeah. yeah yeah no it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> anything else to that to you told you in the promo I like, really... would you i love
2: the my favorite is the beginning shot where you just see him flexing oh, yeah. his pecs and it's just like what the fuck and it's just like yeah kind,
3: flexing of, set, the kind of sets the tone I <laughs> guess, yeah it yeah. does
2: just a ridiculous 80s-ness
3: i mean would you go back and watch more Hulk Hogan promos at all well he's he's considered one of the bigger wrestlers Like guess isn't it is yeah. one i knew about when i was younger and i wasn't like i didn't even watch any wrestling but yeah i get yeah if they're as crazy as that then <laughs> oh yeah they are massively crazy
2: yeah, yeah. there's one where he goes fee five fo farm andre and it's just it's ridiculous and the next one that we saw was from the macho man randy savage
4: means Sav- nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing means nothing, Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to
5: the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top, oh, yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer
4: than President
5: Jack Tunney thinks that I got, yeah. And I'm tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, hey, let me say it, yeah. Let me say it out allowed and let me point to the president of the world wrestling federation the macho man randy savage is not happy with your decision yeah i am the cream in the world wrestling federation wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it yeah you mean gene oakland
3: you know that i'm the cream of the crack! He has a really strange voice. Like he has an awesome voice. It's cool. I love his voice. I'm not saying it's bad, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, it just kind of it's a mix of soothing and terrifying at the same time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I I wouldn't want him reading me like nursery rhymes. (laughs) Sleep. I would love that. I would love him to read anything (laughs) to me.
2: (laughs) Too bad he passed away. Rest in peace, Macho Man. But you know, it's like when did he pass away? 2011.
3: Okay. How old was he? Um, Early fifties.
2: Okay. He didn't die of like drugs or anything. He died because he had a heart attack whilst driving and then obviously he hit the ah. tree and then you know crashed it was like really yeah. sad because he was amazing and like how did he find his promo I'll...
3: it was interesting <laughs> he's doing magic tricks or something yeah, it was like, isn't he like... he had like little like cups it was
2: brilliant I fucking loved it they're just it.
3: appearing cause yeah he... what was why were they why was he bringing because the... he's saying he's the because cream of the, the crop
2: cream or... of the crop basically saying he's the best and he's like the cream yeah, but
3: what did the are they little cups of cream or something <laughs> yeah
2: basically little cups where you put the cream in like McDonald's Fair you have enough. a little like cup cream thing don't you
3: oh I get mm. I guess <laughs> it was when he balanced one on his head and it dropped off instantly, and then he said, like, on balance or off balance. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, because you
2: could definitely tell with a lot of these promos Because obviously, in the 80s ones and 90s ones, they were more ab lib and they were more yeah. like, this is what you say. Where would nowadays, if that happened, they would have to keep to the lines? Where would could that they, you, you could, could they
3: not just do what they did before and say, these are the points, like, just make sure you say those, but do nah, whatever? No, but nowadays. I mean, like, couldn't they do that? I but, mean, like, they could they can pre record so- it, so then in case they saw say anything crazy because nowadays I guess TV's a bit more yeah. a bit more strict I guess or a bit more regulated I guess so uh, wouldn't they just pre-record it and then if they say anything too ridiculous just cut it out or did they pre-record it anyway
2: a that... uh, bit of both Okay, because a lot yeah. of the times sometimes it's just uh, a live promo in the ring and other times yeah. they pre-record and stuff it's okay. it's a lot more scripted nowadays but NXT is a lot more less scripted but hopefully when Triple H takes over it will become a lot more unscripted because that's the more when the natural promos come out and then people and actually like say what they want to say and it's comes from them rather than being like a, a writer saying and it's not really yeah, much for them yeah. at all so yeah
3: yeah because then yeah i don't know it feels more like it's kind of, i know they're all kind of playing characters anyway but like it feel a bit more real if they're just talking rather than someone creating that character for them i guess if you get what i mean yeah
2: I get what you mean yeah. yeah i mean in a sense sometimes but then again it's with even with the gimmicks they're giving them but it's kind of like what they do with the gimmick like oh, look yeah. at as we mentioned before the undertaker like that's a gimmick that people would you would never think it would work but because Mark Calloway did such a good job of it he yeah, was able to make it work it and yeah. for over 25 years so yeah. yeah how did you find going back to Randy Savage like he's amazing
3: oh yeah Oh well, yeah it goes back to his voice It's just kind of I don't know it's weird I like it I do like it but it's just strange to me I don't know why something about it it's very soothing but i i'm very scared <laughs> at the same time so it's like he's luring me in and i don't like it <laughs> so.
2: we love you much your man and the next one that we uh looked at was dusty roads
1: first of all i would like to thank the many many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letter dusty Rhodes, the american dream while i was down Secondly, I want to thank Jim Crockett Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. Starrcade 85, it is to the wrestling fans, it is to Jim Crockett Promotions. And Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, with that weight, got what I wanted. Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty roads in his family. You don't know what hard times are, daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them, go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time and we all had hard times together i admit i don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look my is just a little big my heart is just a little big but brother i am bad and they know i'm bad and there were two bad people one was john wayne and he's dead brother and the other one's right here nature boy rick flair the world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm gonna reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now, reach it out because the love that was given me and this time I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues, Dusty Rhodes Tour A5 And Rick Flair, nature boy, let me leave you with this. One way, To hurt Ric Flair is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world. That's the world's heavyweight title. I'm gonna take it, I've been there twice. This time when I take it, daddy, I'm gonna take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't let me down now, cause I came back for you, for that man up there that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real wolf champion. And I'm proud of you and thank God I have you. And I love
2: you.
3: Love you. Oh, that's the, the guy with the weird hair. Yeah, right. Hard Times. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that one was... Yeah, that one wasn't as crazy, it didn't seem to me. It was a bit more...
2: And also, how did you um... find it being in a different promotion? Because that one was... This is the only one that was non-WWE, where all the other ones are WWE, like, WF promos. Well, how do you find that to, like, being NWA, WCW, rather than being...
3: Oh, uh, it's hard to say, because, like I said, this one seemed a bit more... I don't know. Not as crazy. Not as, like, say as many weird things as you can in a minute. <laughs> I don't know, so... Maybe I'd need to see more of those ones to see if they're all like that. I don't know if they are. Okay. Are I they mean, all
2: like that, or? uh Depends on the wrestler. Okay. Same with yeah, TWF yeah, yeah. kind depends. of stuff. Yeah. Because some, some, some of th- them are quite ridiculous, over the top, like the shouty, mcshout shout shout. And yeah. you've also got the other ones, which are more sort of like the more like that, more yeah, natural yeah. sort of thing too. More
3: calculated. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, did you like the build to the match and like the amazing hard times? We were saying you might be saying for hard times, but actually hard times is when this, this and this happens, kind of using his more southern roots in. Into the promo
3: yeah it was it was interesting <laughs> I, I was just distracted by his hair to be honest i, I yeah <laughs> he just looked weird well it was the 80s so yeah you know, it's sorry I it's <laughs>
2: kind of like when you look back at the fashion and even the 90s and what they used to wear and what the hair was like you kind of feel like what were Fucking they thinking? Fucking hell, yeah.
3: <laughs> what were they
2: thinking? You yeah. know, it was mad.
3: Yeah. But no, yeah. What, how long did he was he around for? Uh,
2: many, many years. Okay. He so passed know. away in 2015. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really sad. And then they had like the Dusty Rhodes Classic and stuff for NXT. It was like a tag team tournament. And because he did a lot after when he retired for wrestling itself, like he was a writer as well as being a big part of NXT. Because okay. NXT is like, even though it's amazing wrestling as well, it's kind of like the, the teaching of the WWE way. So yeah. he used to like literally do promo classes, show people how to work and all that kind of stuff like yeah when, when he passed away it was like everyone was really upset because obviously he's a legend in the wrestling yeah, business yeah. so yeah and the next one that we saw was The Ultimate Warrior
5: Yo Kogan. <sighs> have a question <sighs> to answer As you, Hulk Hogan, travel to WrestleMania, by conventional means, the normals you travel with experience malfunctions. Has you realize all that is left is total self-destruction? Do you, Hulk Hogan, show self-pity? Do you, Hulk Hogan, try to reason why? Do you, Hulk Hogan, try and comfort the normals that have even more fear than you? Or do you, Hulk Hogan, kick the doors out? Kick the cockpit door down? Take the two pilots that have already made the sacrifice so that you can face this challenge. Dispose of them, Hulk Hogan. Assume the controls, Hulk Hogan. Shove that control into a nosedive, Hulk Hogan. Push yourself to total self-destruction. As you realize, Hulk Hogan, you are about to enter a world close to parts unknown. Oh, smell it, warriors. Do you, Hulk Hogan, look for a place to hide? Or do you, Hulk Hogan, face that challenge that may be more powerful than even you are, Hulk Hogan? You, Hulk Hogan must self-destruct so that you will know, Hulk Hogan, who is the Chosen One. For Hulk Hogan, I am not the Chosen One that you speak of. I am not. Ha! <sighs>
3: Was that the really heavy breathing dude? Yes. He's friggin' weird. I didn't (laughs) like him. He's creeping me out and he's staring into my soul. (laughs) He was a strange man, Mark. I I mean, he definitely, like, sold what he was doing. It, It made me... I don't know. It's... Did you want to go and watch the match he had a Hulk with Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania Six? then? Well, if those two weirdos are in a ring together, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just see what the hell was going on. Like They had
2: two matches.
3: Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. One in WWF and then one
2: back in WCW eight years later, where Hulk Hogan got his win back. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> yeah. It just, the, way he, the heavy breathing put me off and the staring into my soul was a bit,
2: yeah. Not even the promo, which we
3: is like literally talking about bollocks. Like, open the cup down. Oh, yeah. the <laughs> it's just like this
2: man is amazing the way he just talks absolute yeah, bollocks is genius I, I just, just love it I didn't know
3: if I was missing the point because I didn't know what was going on with that and I just was like
2: a lot of his promos were literally just like that he would start quiet and then just shout and then quiet again he, was,
3: <laughs> he would just I kind of
2: feel like as it's well like which is why coaster. it's so good it is lo- basically it's just like here's some points just absolute top bollocks mate because I don't think he would be able to do that nowadays and it yeah, wouldn't work as well yeah. because it was the 90s and it was more cartoony more ridiculous that's probably why it worked probably, as well yeah. so well. That
3: probably was why it worked. They want it to be more. I guess nowadays they want to be more, more in control of everything. Yeah. So that's that's the problem. That's the damn problem. Let them do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So.
2: I just the thing I love about this promo is also in the other ones it's just the ridiculousness of it as well and just mm. and it's just like one of those things where it's just like I liked in a way showing you different promos where you can see the ages and you can just see how like ridiculous they were and just how over the top and yeah. how like this is what you this is what people are like oh my god did you see that promo by the ultimate warrior because it made you interested in the match yeah to be like you know it was great stuff. As well as Ultimate Warrior Passway in 2014. What did he dial? Uh, just a heart attack.
3: Uh, oh, did he? okay. Yeah. Sad. They. How, how many of these? Like, you said quite a lot, a few of them. Uh, four or five of them.
6: Mm.
2: And the next one that we saw was Ric Flair.
6: Let me just say, after viewing distorting the belt to proclaim me the real world champion, I'm going to tell you all with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life when you walk around this world and you tell everybody you're number one the only way you get to stay number one is to
1: be number one and this is the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one when you are the king of the wwf you rule the world think about it like that mr perfect guys
3: Oh, Woo. yeah, that one was weird. <laughs> he had weird hair as well. <laughs> he just, every time I looked at him, he reminded me of frigging Ben Stiller. Do you Ready? know the actor? Yeah, Yeah. how? It just looked like him. I don't know if he's in a film. He has the same sort of hair or something. Maybe I'm just going crazy. <laughs> yeah, Ben Stiller. <laughs> don't know why. It's Ben Stiller I'm thinking of, right? He's the Your... guy in uh, uh, Night at the Museum. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Does he have the same hair in a film or something? Is it in Might Dodgeball? Be. Possibly, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, it might be because he, he was like the yeah, more... Yeah, it He was basically me. like a wrestler yeah, in that film. Yeah, that's
3: why I was thinking it kind of reminded me. But yeah, it was a weird... The, the weirdest part of the whole thing was when the guy told the, a person to put his cigarette out or something. Yeah, I was, I was mean, like, yeah what? Yeah, What's going on? So I guess someone had like just lit a cigarette in the background or something, like behind camera. And it just, it kind of felt like out of character. Well, not character, I guess. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, it was oh, kind of like, like it, it, was,
2: it wasn't in the world of kayfabe. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Did you like his promo at all? Because I really, I really like that promo. It's,
3: it's all right. I thought they were done... all very strange, and like the two guys behind him, they seemed—I don't know—they they seemed quite scripted to me. I don't know if they were making up what they were saying, but it seemed a bit—I don't know. Okay. Not as real to me. Maybe that's just me. i, I might be reading it wrong, but I don't like them. <laughs>
2: ah, Bobby Heenan is—he's someone else. who passed away so well as uh, well yeah. as Mister Perfect, and he was known for being one of the greatest announcers and managers oh, of all really? time. Yeah. But that, I'll, if I show you Bobby Heenan promo properly, I want to show you like a really good one where he it's like show you how good he yeah, is that yeah. was just one because it was more rick flair yeah
3: oh yeah, yeah. i know it was big... definitely him mostly yeah 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 but um yeah the the, the weird ooh thing they were doing was weird oh <laughs> Woo. that's basically what a rick flair's like catchphrase like okay. you would go Woo. You someone know. needs to like like photoshop him going down slides and stuff and oh my god <laughs> we
2: And then the next one that we saw was Rowdy Ruddy Piper.
1: I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane, I say thank you very much. Adrian Adonis,
7: do you think I'm insane? Do you think for one second now you're running around with your dress on and, and your beautiful pectorals that, that look like you had six litters of puppies?
1: you're going to come run in a ring and you're going to come run around and mess me up and think for one second that I'm just going to sit there and take up and knock them out there and beat you to a pulp? You think for one second, you
5: in all your
7: splendid glory with your pretty little hat on and all those lovely stretch marks, you know, that look like an upstate map of New York, that you're gonna sit there and say, ha, Doc
5: Claire Roddy Piper. Listen, I'm a man. You think something little, something like a knee injury is going to hurt me or stop me, huh? You think that's what I'm made of? You can break my neck. I fight for a living.
3: Oh, you're going to have to remind me what this one is. He's yeah, the one who was like, familiar. um, you think I'm insane? I'm not insane. He was
2: also, he's been in other stuff as well. He was in the, oh, what's his name? The guy who did the horror guy who passed away. From, oh, John Carpenter film. Um, It was the one where it's up with the glasses. And he goes, I've got, Um, I'm going to got some bubble... No, fuck. A a... I
3: don't know. What you mean.
2: It's a jungle. It's true lies. He was in true lies. Not
3: seen it. The only thing that was crazy in that is when he poured coffee over his head or something whatever it was. It's because he's basically saying
2: you think I'm insane because he yeah, obviously yeah. in the promo got injured and he's like, but you're insane to go out because like, I'm no, I'm not. I no, want to fight. I'll sort go of thing. Out and
3: still win. Yeah, yeah. Because
2: yeah. yeah. he's someone else as well as like hot Rod and everyone else who's known for being a really good promo guy, and he also as well passed away as well.
3: Oh really? Yeah. How
2: old was he? Fifties uh, as well. Yeah, it was really sad. Just like it's amazing when you look at some of these promo people and just how good they were like and they passed away it's mad yeah, like yeah. I remember once watching a pay-per-view as well going off tangent for a bit and you watch from the early like WrestleManias and stuff and ask how many people passed away yeah. it's quite it's, it's sombre but you can still enjoy it's, it but it's just like that's kind of thing
3: though because it was like most like a lot of these people were big in like the 80s and 90s they're getting to that age now where it's like yeah mm. time passes bad indeed it does I yeah. mean anything else that stood up to you about the promo at all um he seemed kind of insane mildly insane I'd say coffee over Head. I mean, he seemed to get angry and angry as time passed. So maybe he realised the coffee was actually hot, and then he was getting to him. But I don't
2: know. <laughs> I was thinking it was probably coke, like they do in a lot of TV know, shows. They like actually was. have it with coke. Yeah, rather. yeah,
3: probably. Yeah, but I imagined it as being coffee, and then he realised it was hot, and he was getting angry and angry. <laughs> that that made that entertained me to thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Ah, genius, Taylor, I love you, man. And the next one that we saw was Stone Cold Steve Austin. The
6: first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there, and you thump your Bible, and you say your prayers, and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass.
8: Come on, that's not necessary. All he's
6: got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so.
3: Okay, yeah, this one was the most familiar to me. I don't think I've seen it, but I guess because of the quotes in it, I've it seems familiar to me. So. Yeah, I mean, this is the one that invented Austin 316. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably why I've heard of it, is because of that. Because I think you might have explained it to me before why, that he said that. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, it was cool. He, he, he I don't know, like, he hasn't got as crazy costume either like it seems plain compared to he's not and he's not plain it's kind of the wrong word but you get what i mean like yeah, you he's, got not, what you mean, yeah. he's not like shoving his pecs in your face and
2: <laughs> but also at that, at that sort of time that was when wrestling was becoming a lot more different a lot more not yeah. real but a lot more adult and a lot more yeah i get where, what you mean yeah yeah
3: they weren't like crazy caricatures i guess no but, um, and it was
2: more like themselves would turn up to 11 rather than being a, a character if you know yeah, what I mean yeah, you know yeah. like you wouldn't sit ultimate warrior was still around but you wouldn't see him as much as you would do like an Austin or the Rock because they're more based on themselves sort of thing so yeah I mean for me I think it's one of the best promos ever and it just shows you just how amazing that Ab libbing actually is for wrestling where he thought that on the fly he was told this guy made a a prayer use of someone you go out and make a promo after you won it and it was like okay John 316 Austin 316 and then because of that it then became one of the biggest things in wrestling in general like when you see like I'll be honest if someone goes to me Mark 316 I would instantly think of Austin yeah yeah, whatever thing of John or anything See Austin because yeah. of how big it became.
3: How big was like he as a wrestler before that promo? Was he still quite big before that? Just... Uh, he was. He wasn't
2: big, but he was kind of building himself up the card. Oh, okay, yeah. Like
3: at that point, he was more of a
2: mid-carder sort of wrestler, and then because of that promo, Did that and like, then uh, filled him up. Yeah. yeah, And then WrestleMania 13, in the match I showed you where he uh, double toned Bret Hart, with the blood down his face and passed out.
3: That's the that was the match that then made him go up like, even higher and higher. Okay, yeah, so, I can yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense it, yeah he um no it was it was a good one i liked it and
2: then the next one that we saw was chris jericho
3: thank you
0: thank you very much you know since i took care of mr Janetti so quickly i came prepared excuse me Malenko, you claim to be the man of a
1: thousand holes but i counted and you know about 60 but i know a thousand and four. And I wrote them all down. Here we go. Hold one, arm
0: drag. Hold two, arm bar. Hold three, the moss-covered, three-handle
1: family grandunzel. Why does he Number just four, mail us this list? And we'll announce it. Arm
0: bar. He just it. Number five, the Saskatchewan. Spinning nerve hole.
9: This must be meat hit right. microphone night. You He's think so? He's got 998 to number go. Nine. Get the hook. We're right out of here. Uh, Shut super up. Press. Get a
0: Eric. Number 10. Right hand. Back fan. Hold number 712. Can we, bar. Can we physically hold get him out of the ring? I can. There's yeah, but you've got to life. announce. I know you can. Hold number
1: 714. The Canadian to tell us
4: when the bombs are going we can take All off these stupid headsets. And 23, wow, I'm starting to get blown up here. Yeah, boy, you're not getting All long. number 723. He blew up a the long Jericho time ago. Screwdriver. T- huh. Is he just going to stay in the ring? I mean, it, it, are we going to get some officials out to move him
0: along? Still has several hundred more to go. Are you taking up for him? Is that what I'm you're not doing?
2: taking up. A fountain and four holds. Move oh, one, God, yeah. <laughs> arm drag. Move two, arm bar.
3: Arm bar. Move
2: three, <laughs> the cut's are going to the denser. Move five, arm bar. Arm
3: bar. Oh, yeah, that's like a fit <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was joking to Tony while we
2: were watching it, like, because he worked at, you know, and, like when we have to do a presentation for a slide for our work, I'm um, actually I was thinking about using just like, do like, do this, this, and this, and this include arm bar. And see image, if anyone recognises. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe have a picture of Chris Jericho of like the pit. With, like the uh, paper and then have it next to it do this and this and it's like rule number 10 armbar
3: I don't know how many people will recognise it they'll be like what have you gone crazy but i, I just love to see if anyone does get it it's like
5: fuck yeah. oh, yes boy armbar
3: <laughs> <You laughs> like even know. though someone might yeah. someone may recognise
2: it even sorry I, I lied a bit earlier this is another WCW promo but how
3: oh, okay.
2: and obviously Chris Jericho's on other promos but I want to show you this one because for me this is my favourite Chris Jericho promo where he's just literally just reading out a thousand and four holds
3: yeah, they even jokingly cut to a commercial, didn't they? Was that a joke? I think that was the joke. Oh, that, like, it was actually yeah. a
2: commercial, but then the person who put it I, I wondered YouTube, if they
3: edited it out. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, they
2: would have done because literally it was
3: on live TV. Still went ads. to a commercial, yeah. and then when they got back, he was on like rule number seven hundred. Yes. So, yeah, that was that was cool. I liked it. It was a cool little joke. <laughs> I loved I loved the bit of the paper as
2: well. it was like this water and it became. You opened it up, and it was just more and more just, and more yeah, pieces of the paper. Going,
3: yeah, it was very cartoonish. Yeah, I liked
2: it because uh, like he was a heel, so basically. D'Malencio was the face, and he was like basically saying, "You might know a thousand holes. I know a thousand and four. Hmm. You know, so it was, yeah. uh, it's actually a great promo." And you also can never remember or never forget, guys. Ah, oh, bar. And the next person that we saw was Drake Roberts.
8: Well, well, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Here we are at WrestleMania, and it's the biggest match of your career. Why? Because everything you stand for is on the line namely the million dollar belt. Oh yeah, it can be yours once again. You see, all you have to do to get it back (laughs) is go through Damien and me. But you see, Damien and I don't forget, we remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you, people who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them, and you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate. (laughs) That the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice.
3: Oh, who? Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts? I don't remember this He guy.
2: was the quiet guy who was at uh, WrestleMania 6, going like, you think, you know, you want people to do this for you, you have to go and beat me and my snake. <laughs> I don't remember this one, Mark. Don't you? <laughs>
3: uh,
2: yeah, the guy with the snake. Do you remember Jake Roberts at all him, Tony? I kind of remember it.
3: <laughs> oh, him, yeah, he was very calm compared. Yeah, he was very calm compared to everyone, and he has crazy hair too. I think I was distracted by his hair. <laughs>
2: He seems attracted by a lot of people's hair, these promos. I know,
3: it's just they all got crazy hair, I can't help it. I just think the coolest thing
2: about him as well is the fact that because he was so calm and like the way he did his promos, that he just stood out. Yeah, well, everyone else oh, was yeah, more, yeah, yeah, like Back in those days, everyone was very much shouting, 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 Yeah. Definitely. Shams, 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 yeah. But like, he was very calm and he only shouted when he emphasised something. He didn't just shout the whole the promo. Whole f-
3: yeah, yeah, no, that definitely made him stand out. Yeah, like you said, because he was calm the whole time, it, um, it's, it felt very different from the other ones, so it stood out a bit more even though I forgot it but you know it does stand out but then like,
2: again I did show you 15 it's so funny why I up. forgot
3: because I just remember sh- I was abused by the shouting <laughs> so you know I'm having <laughs> flash like <laughs> flashbacks trying to block to, like, it all out <laughs>
2: feel like the shout big shout shouts yeah I know <laughs> what you mean I mean like did you find as well the as how he was able to build a match and stuff were really good as well yeah, and, Like, would yeah. you watch maybe potentially more of his promos I've like not well? actually
3: heard of him before so like, I don't... He, he's a very famous
2: wrestler who at one point in his life had a really bad downturn was addicted to drugs uh, pain okay. like obviously painkillers addicted to alcohol and all that sort of stuff and then he went and did dp yoga Him and scott Hall, another one who was the same kind of uh, thing happened to him like addicted to drugs addicted to alcohol uh, okay. and then they cleaned up their lives
3: fair enough so yeah you can always turn it around somehow
2: mm-hmm. mm. it's really good as well that he was able to do that and because of that he's now in the hall of fame and like we now were work with him again and it's like he just re- cool. did really well for his career and his life yeah. and the next one that we saw was mankind
10: well, i thought we'd be talked about this when I said I don't believe in doctors. I believe in the body's ability to heal itself. If there's something wrong with my mind. I think I'd be the first one to know.
5: Don't you think that it's about time in your life
10: where you looked squarely in the mirror and accepted the personal responsibility for who you are? Don't you believe that you yourself have caused and brought on all these problems? I think it's time for you to maybe start doing your damn job. I think it's time for you to end this facade of journalistic integrity. You know what you tell the people week in and week out? You say, look at mankind. I don't even know if he feels pain or, or maybe, maybe he likes pain. You see, you're a powerful man, Jimmy. You have got the ability to reach a lot of people, to spread the truth, and you neglect to do it. Let me ask you a couple of questions. What is it about pain that I love? You see, I feel just like every other person. You see that? It hurts. Is it when I can't get up, when my little boy says, "Daddy, I want to play ball, and I can't do it? Is that where the fun starts? Is it where a doctor injects a 12-inch needle into the discs in my spine? so I can wrestle one more day? Whoopee! Let the party begin. I can't believe you sit here and ask me those questions. Do I bring it on to myself? I haven't done a damn thing to you. All you've done to people is mislead them and let them think that I'm having the time of my life when
1: I'm in pain. Don't you look at me with that smug look. You make me sick! A man of integrity! I wanna no, smack item. you! <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy!
5: Jimmy! Jimmy. Jimmy.
10: Jimmy! Jimmy! Some, Jimmy. Oh, He's gonna need some help! He's gonna need some help!
3: oh yeah Mankind he, he seemed very like the, the whole like at the beginning the promo was very calm <laughs> kind of and then slowly like Mankind got more pissed off I guess and then took it out on was his name Jim Ross yeah. yeah yeah. I mean that was a promo
2: that I told you before that made Vincent Mango. this guy's really really
3: good yeah yeah he, he definitely looked crazy but he was which made it kind of cooler as he got crazier as it went on and then eventually like strangled him I guess yeah
2: I mean he's out. done some really other good promos as well like there's one about Kane Dewey there's one about being anti hardcore obviously WWF ones there's one where he went from being Mankind to then Cactus Jack and him and like Mick Foley for me is one of my, my favourite promo yeah. people I mean can you see that as well why a lot of yeah. people think he's one of the best promos
3: yeah yeah definitely yeah he um, yeah I, I was sold by his character it was very creepy <laughs> <laughs> yeah because
2: that, that was a character at that time and then obviously a bit later on then Mankind became more of the face and everyone loved him and then obviously Dude Love and Cactus Jack and all these other characters too so uh, yeah.
3: yeah yeah I remember you saying the one thing about it that annoyed me this, What's that? this one his hat didn't knock off <laughs> yes I was gonna <laughs> he to say, yeah. knock the hat off and yeah. it didn't didn't come off I was like no I just <laughs> love the fact as well like he goes
2: insane uh gives JR the manimal claw and then he's like afterwards like going um someone
3: help him yeah help him, please,
2: yeah, yeah, sort of thing it's just just shows just the character and the amazing like ab libness and this amazing I guess like imagination McFay to, oh, yeah. to just to do that like and just the facts as well like these people give him like bullet points and then they just like go told go out and do a Promo, and then they do this amazing stuff as yeah, well. It's yeah, awesome. And the next one that we saw was Triple
9: H. Everybody wants to know why. You know what? Because this one is about me, Jr. It's not about China or anybody else. It's about four weeks from now. It's about twenty-eight days from now. It's about me getting what I want out of this business, and that is becoming the WWF champion. So you're saying that in four weeks at SummerSlam, you will become the WWF champion without. China's hell. You're right. I don't need anybody else, Jr. This is about me. I don't need to be in a clique anymore. I don't need to be in DX anymore. This is about me. It's about me reaching my goals. You know, and while we're at it, this goes back a long way, Jr. This goes back to the clique. This goes back to Madison Square Garden. Me walking in the ring and saying goodbye to my friends. That's four years ago. You're damn right it's four years ago, and every day it's eating a hole in my stomach, Jr. Every single day. Watch your language. What, you, you want me to shoot with this interview? I'm going to shoot with it. I'm going to tell you how I feel, whether you like it or not. It's about four years ago. Madison Square Garden. I walked to the ring to say goodbye to my friends. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels. Who got punished for that, Jr.? Me. I did. You know why? Because you didn't have the Nobody in the office had that to do it to anybody else they did it to me why because i was the easy one i was the one that would take it good old triple h he'll rise to the occasion later on don't worry about it he'll come through we can take care of that now punish him get rid of that he'll come back later well you know what that makes me sick in my stomach every time i look at you guys it makes me sick to think what you did to me holding me back you guys talk about being students of the game i am the game jr there is nobody that eats sleeps or breathes this business more than me And now it's my time to prove that to the world. SummerSlam is my time to take what is mine, and that is becoming the WWF champion.
3: Oh, yeah. He was a sit-down interview with Jim Ross. He seemed very quiet at first. I thought he was going to choke Jim Ross as well. (laughs) I was waiting for it. I was like, is he going to do it? And then then before we watched it, I saw the title of it, and I was like, what? Does he actually swear during it? But they block it out then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he seemed angry.
2: Yeah, because this is basically the promo that kind of... Same with Austin 316 kind of made him into the more sort of okay. upper card main yeah, eventer yeah. and because okay. this was basically at the beginning of his like not super styling but like the bill to then become a main okay. eventer sort yeah, of thing
3: yeah. well he said like from what i gathered he was angry that he wasn't being shown off as much as it or yeah. represented as much i guess so and then
2: he was basically saying that because he was the lowest on the card he got punished but everyone else didn't and then he was I saying am. like i'm the fucking game like i'm the best i am like the best in this business like i am the business sort of yeah thing as well.
3: yeah i eat breathe and sleep it that's yes. what he said basically
2: yeah yeah that's what a lot, a lot, that's what a lot of them say and like the, to him the, the WWF t- or WWF WWE whatever you want to call it title is like to him the be or an end or doesn't care about yeah. like, anything else he just wants that belt
3: fair enough yeah because that's
2: one of the things that I kind of feel like they miss nowadays except for certain wrestlers is just the importantness of a belt like because a lot of the times the champion loses and it's very 50-50 in the booking but back in the 80s and 90s the belt was literally the be or an end or and everyone wanted to be the champion I mean yeah. back in the 80s and the 90s especially like the champion was a champion for maybe longest four or five years, oh, just okay. about a year or so. It was yeah. like, yeah. But nowadays, it depends on who they book and stuff. Like sometimes they might be the champion for like a month. Other times they might be the champion oh, for really? a week.
3: Yeah, I was wondering about that, like because um, I don't know if they were talking about the the other one they were saying about the streak. I don't know if they were talking about the championship. what was No, it uh, about? basically the streak it's just is just his winning. Matches. It's just his winnings at Yeah, I was wondering if they still done like long streaks like that or not. Anyway, with, with uh, they haven't done it for a, they haven't done it for a while. Yeah,
2: but because of that happening. I I remember watching the um, streak and when it ended, and actually nearly being in tears because I grew up with it, and it's like yeah, yeah. it's like part of my childhood. And when it ended, literally the room died, the um, stadium died. Like literally, everyone was just like. Oh. And there's a famous meme of a black guy with like say yes shirt, just looking like like literally. Oh my god! It was, I think it was, I've seen that uh, that GIF. Maybe. You, uh, it's been around. Every, I think there's one where it was like next to Spo- uh, Patrick, the SpongeBob meme uh, as well. It's like yeah, that, I that, was, I know that what, was used as a massive meme that even non-wrestling fans used it as well.
3: Fair enough.
2: <laughs> Anything else you want to mention about Triple H? I mean, can you see how then he became even bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bitter? What
3: I gather bigger. is you've you've got to become bitter and angry. Yeah. <laughs> and when you do you become big so just get just, just play it cool for a while and then all of a sudden just lose your shit <laughs> and then you'll be good yeah
2: yeah there's nothing better than losing your shit yeah and the next one that we saw was
3: CM
0: Punk John Cena while you you lay there hopefully as uncomfortable as you possibly can be I want you to listen to me I want you to digest this because before I leave in three weeks with your WWE championship I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. I don't hate you, John. I don't even dislike you. I do like you. I like you a hell of a lot more than I like most people in the back. I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. There's one thing you're better at than I am, and that's kissing Vince McMahon's ass. You're as good as kissing Vince's ass as Hulk Hogan was. I don't know if you're as good as Dwayne, though, he's a pretty good ass-kisser. Always was and still is. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. I am the best wrestler in the world. I've been the best ever since day one, when I walked into this company. And I've been vilified and hated since that day because Paul Heyman saw something in me that nobody else wanted to admit. That's right, I'm a Paul Heyman guy. You know who else was a Paul Heyman guy? Brock Lesnar. And he split just like I'm splitting, but the biggest difference between me and Brock is I'm going to leave with the WWE Championship. so many of Vincent K. McMahon's imaginary brass rings that it's finally dawned on me that it, they're just that. They're completely imaginary. And the only thing that's real is me and the fact that day in and day out, for almost six years, I have proved to everybody in the world that I am the best on this microphone, in that ring, even at commentary. Nobody can touch me. And yet, no no matter how many times I prove it, I'm not on your lovely little collector cups, I'm not on the cover of the program, I'm barely promoted, I don't get to be in movies, I'm certainly not on any crappy show on the USA Network. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania, I'm not in the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien, I'm not on Jimmy Fallon, but the fact of the matter is I should be, and trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event of Wrestlemania next year and I'm not makes me sick. Oh, hey, let, let me get something straight. Those of you who are cheering me right now, you are just the biggest part of me leaving as anything else. Because you're the ones that are sipping out of those collector cups right now. You're the ones that buy those programs that my face isn't on the cover of. And then at 5 in the morning at the airport, you try to shove it in my face so you can get an autograph and try to sell it on eBay because you're too lazy to go get a real job. I'm leaving with the WWE Championship on July 17th, and who knows, maybe I'll go defend it in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe I'll go back to Ring of Honor. Hey, Colt Cabana, how you doing? The reason I'm leaving is you people, because after I'm gone, you're still going to pour money into this company. I'm just a spoke on the wheel. The wheel's going to keep turning, and I understand that. But Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's cuz he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical yes-men like John Laurinaitis who's going to tell him everything that he wants to hear. And I'd like to think that maybe this company will be better after Vince McMahon's dead, but the fact is it's it's gonna get taken over by his idiotic Daughter and his doofus son-in-law and the rest of his stupid family Let me tell you a personal story about Vince McMahon all right do we do this whole bully case
3: Yeah, so I've seen this one before because I think we watched a match before because it was yeah. him versus. Yeah, because it um, was the
2: basically the build up to the match and. Yeah,
3: yeah. how do you
2: define this one? Because this one was literally where he was annoyed with the company, wanted to leave, and that sort of stuff. And then they were like, "Nah, we we'll use this for the storyline. Keep it in case." That's what I'm saying.
3: See, you get angry, and then you get your way. It's and like then basically
2: <laughs> they were like, "Just say whatever you want, and we'll give you eight minutes." And there's like, and then Punk just went, "Yes, yeah, your fingers did that amazing promo because mm. that was this was the promo that even before back in Ring of Honor and other promos that he did like there's one where he's talking about like. Being straight edge and obviously it's about not doing drugs, uh, not smoking or not drinking alcohol. And it's like literally just saying how he's better than everyone and like I don't need this stuff to be happy. I'm or happy being me. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a, that's a good thing about being straight edge because it's one of those things that is you can either be a really good face or a really good heel because of it. Because oh, okay. obviously 180 with that saying like you don't need drugs to be cool. You can you can just be cool being you or you can yeah. or you can be like you don't need drugs to be uh, to be good. You should just be yourself and like look down on people as well. It's really good and. Okay. Yeah it's just this is the promo that made everyone go like fuck CM Punk is really 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 amazing sort of thing as well so yeah
3: like I said, yeah, like I said it's you get angry at them <laughs> yeah and then you win That's how you do it yeah and this
2: is the promo that basically made him into a face as well because, because of how good he was and just like back in like the late 2000s even nowadays like wrestlers are liked because of how good they are like you might have heels even though they shouldn't be cheered because of how good they are they get cheered okay. because yeah. of how good they are yeah this is like CM Punk was in a sense the first of the new generation to kind of be more like the indie darlings as well as the people who go like actually like this guy because he's good not because of he's a heel or a face he's okay. just a good wrestler
3: it's just they liked him for him yeah. yeah yeah
2: okay that's cool uh, any other particular thing you want to talk about the promo at all before we carry on
3: I can't think of much no no worries sorry <laughs> that's right <laughs> it wasn't drug fueled crazy eyes in my face so I don't, re- <laughs> I don't know what to say about it well it would have been because he's straight <laughs> yeah, I know, it exactly. would have been quite ironic if yeah. he was
2: because that's the cool thing about Punk because obviously back in 2007 Seven, the whole steroid scandal happened because the whole Crispin War thing and then he was like I don't do it so they never had to worry about him because obviously being straight you yeah. never would do it and stuff and then the next one that we saw was Paul Heyman my
7: name is Paul Heyman and it is the greatest privilege of my career to serve as the advocate For the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar, the conqueror of the under. quarter of a century, a quarter of a century that ended in three seconds at the hands of the conqueror, Brock Lesnar. I understand how you feel, you're in shock. Which shows me your lack of intelligence, because we hate to say we told you so. But ladies and gentlemen, we told you so my client stood before you with a shirt now here it is i know how difficult it is for you to read but it says eat sleep break the street and you had to temerity of the greatest manager in sports entertainment history, Paul Heyman. Or the physical credentials of the most dominant athlete in WWE ever, Brock Lesnar. Hey, let's get one thing straight. Brock Lesnar is not here to put smiles on people's faces. Brock Lesnar is here to shock the WWE Universe and put tears in the eyes of children. But now that you know all the headlines, let's go a little bit off page and shoot from the hip, shall we? Five seconds after walking through the curtain at WrestleMania, The Undertaker collapsed. And as all the, oh I know you don't wanna hear this story, do you? It's a little too real for you. So as all the paramedics and the doctors are panicking and there's chaos backstage the most ruthless man that's ever had the pleasure of meeting me. The chairman of the board, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, left WrestleMania and rode to the hospital with The Undertaker. The Undertaker is being treated today for a severe concussion. He came this close to a broken neck this close to a cracked skull. And the greatest thing The Undertaker ever did was not getting his shoulder up on that third F5 because if he did, he would have had a broken neck. Brock Lesnar would have cracked his skull. Brock Lesnar was prepared to beat on The Undertaker to such a degree that the complexion of this television show would have changed tonight because Brock wasn't done until the streak was dead. Here's what really gets to me, when the match was over, John Bradshaw Layfield and those two other things that call themselves announcers stood up and gave a standing ovation along with 80,000 other people in the Superdome, Superdome Hogan, not Silverdome, and gave a standing ovation to gave a standing ovation to the guy that lost the fight. Here's what I don't understand. Brock Lesnar always taught me in every fight there's a winner and a loser. Well, last night, The Undertaker was a loser. And the winner, whether you like it or not, was Brock Lesnar. But since this is supposed to be the wildest crowd of the year, you should all feel empowered because each and every single one of you is exactly like every single member of that WWE locker room. You're all a bunch of wannabes. When Brock Lesnar walked through that curtain last night, nobody gave him a standing ovation. Everybody looked down. Do you know why? Because nobody respected Brock Lesnar, which is fine for Brock, because Brock respects nobody. He barely tolerates me. And he certainly doesn't respect someone who's gonna fly in from around the world to sit here on the Monday after WrestleMania, trying to get noticed on worldwide TV. So notice this, okay? There's a lot of people in the back who sit there and say, I could have been the one to jump from the ring to the octagon. But Daniel Bryan never fought in an octagon. John Cena never fought in an octagon. The Undertaker never fought in an octagon. You know why? They're all wannabes. Brock Lesnar is the one. There's a lot of people who wanted to be the NCAA Division One Heavyweight Champion, the Ultimate Fighting Champion, the Undisputed WWE Heavyweight Champion. The Rock never pulled that off. Hulk Hogan never pulled that off. Stone Cold Steve Austin never pulled that off. Know why? They're all wannabes. Brock Lesnar is the one. And then you got a bunch of guys in the locker room last night coming up to me saying, hey Paul, I could have been the one to break the streak. I could have beaten The Undertaker, so why didn't you? Randy Orton didn't break the streak. Shawn Michaels didn't break the streak. Triple H didn't break the streak. Know why? They're all wannabes. Brock Lesnar is the one, because Brock Lesnar is the one. In twenty one and one. I'm sorry. Are you saying what to me? Uh, I forgot who you are, so I'll say it slowly for you. Gentlemen, there are WWE Hall of Famers. There are legends, and there are WWE superstars. And the key to that is that they're all plural. They're all lumped together, and then there's only one that stands head and shoulders above the rest on a platform of his own. There's only one beast incarnate. There's only one conqueror of the street, and.
2: so Paul Heyman Paul Heyman he was the one who was going
3: Brock Lesnar conquered. oh okay yeah, you know yeah, basically yeah.
2: this is the promo that di- even though there's so many other great Paul Heyman promos I want to show you this one because it was like literally the day after the streak ended and yeah
3: yeah oh, okay yeah so yeah because like when you said the name I was like that's not very wrestler name and it's <laughs> it just sounds strange but um yeah because like Brock Lesnar didn't say a word did he no he just kind of looked there and looked just intimidating, intimidating bouncing yeah. around just like yeah yeah so, like you said like this one was a bit different because like the whole was basically quiet but they were a bit more I don't know they were shocked like like he said I guess so
2: and also Paul Heyman is such a good I think he's one of the only like advocates or people who speak on the microphone who literally just goes on ad libs is he someone as well that you might look back at more promos that he done
3: does he do a lot of promos then yeah or is it
2: he all, is all for Brock Lesnar
5: there yeah, okay, he's yeah.
2: The, he was also with Punks who did that he was also the owner of ECW who did a few promos for that He's also was an announcer for he was the guy who was with Jim Ross from WrestleMania 17 ok Well, I showed you TLC two and the Stone Cold Rock match. He was the announcer with Jim Ross and stuff. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he was definitely
3: like he he got his point across good. He's Definitely good on the mic, like, yeah, yeah, he's one
2: of the best on the microphone. He's like amazing, just how good he is, and how he's able to like, ad-lib and improv so easily, too. Yeah. So it's just really, really good,
3: yeah. No, he was cool, I'd, yeah. I definitely because it's, it's different seeing like just the guy, like, not the wrestler, I guess. Like, doing yeah, it. it's, it's, it's a different, like, take. And the
2: reason why he came in because Brock was told to speak and stuff, and Brock was like, I don't feel comfortable, let me get Paul in. And then Paul came in and spoke,
3: yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that would be me. I, I, I hate talking in front of people, even if it's like
2: because to him he doesn't feel as natural as Paul Heyman would and that's yeah, why I was yeah. like I want Paul because he's so natural on the yeah, microphone yeah no, so. that
3: worked so yeah that's how you do it but like I'm I, I know the exact feeling even though he's so good at the wrestling like he still might not want to talk like it's talking in front of crowds is hard
2: <laughs> it is yes <laughs> it's horrible it is but then again when I, when I have to do announcements in front of people I just think I'm like doing a promo in a sense if you do like certain announcements fair because <laughs> I'm like I'm doing a promo to a, to a crowd of people so in a sense that's how think of it think of it this way think of it, like, you're doing like not telling people something you like doing like a promo because i guess you know might be i don't know might be easier don't
3: threaten them or say they're fat or
2: (laughs) yeah and then the next one that we saw was the rock
4: finally the rock has come back to new jersey just as sure. As for the very first time, Kevin Kelly, The Rock stood right in this arena and called you an ugly hermaphrodite. Is this sure Is this Sunday night at Armageddon, The Rock will be in hell in a cell? This is gonna be the most brutal match The Rock has ever been in. The dangerousest match The Rock has ever been in, the hell in a cell. And it doesn't matter, Kevin Kelly, what you call it. Whether it's called a hell in a cell, a rage in a cage, penis in your anus, The only thing that matters <laughs> is that The Rock is going in this Sunday night. To do exactly what he does best, lay it to smack it down and get back The Rock's WWE title. (laughs) And the fact of the matter is this, is that The Rock knows this Sunday night, he has his work cut out for him. The Rock knows he's got five other guys he's gotta compete with. And even if The Rock has gotta beat Kurt Angle, which means I'm gonna drink a big glass of milk eat some chocolate chip cookies, and then maybe I'll take three Viagra. Or maybe The Rock is gonna face Rikishi, beat Rikishi. I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. I did it, I did, uh, shut your mouth you thong wearing fatty. Or maybe even The Rock has got to beat The Undertaker, the American badass, beat him so bad that one more time, he'll raise up. Rest in peace. Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself, which means uh, he's got to beat the game uh, in the middle of the ring and he has a $2 for a wife. Or maybe The Rock has got a beat Don't call Steve Austin, which means I gotta get in my I gotta get in my pickup truck, drink some Steve Weiser's, listen to some Backstreet boys. And that's the bottom line, cause the great one said so. One more thing, this Sunday night at Armageddon, The Rock is going to do all he can to win the WW title. If you smell what The Rock is cooking.
3: Ah, uh, The Rock. I don't know who that is <laughs> he just who? looks so different like back in the well I guess he looks different now from when he did then yeah. like yeah he's so
2: much more bigger now as well oh yeah he's, he's huge fucking now. huge it's crazy and all the tattoos as well yeah. and stuff yeah
3: yeah no um yeah it was cool like you can definitely tell why he was popular from like it because yeah he just yeah he
2: became so popular that because of how good he was on the microphone and how people were so entertained by him Vince was like shit we have to make him a face now and then became like one of the biggest stars in wrestling and mm. then one is probably the biggest star one of of it anyway. So. Yeah yeah definitely
3: yeah. one of them because yeah I'd even yeah anyone's heard of The Rock really I mean even before he became an actor I'd heard of him so but that's yeah. his big thing now isn't it. So. Yeah
2: because he was one of those uh, he's one of those people saying with Steve Austin like you knew who they were because of how big they were. Oh yeah. I think I think to me the names that people would say in wrestling that people would know instantly would probably be to a certain extent obviously The Undertaker and I think the three people that people would know instantly anyway would be Hulk Hogan oh no four sorry would be Hulk Hogan um, Randy Savage um, Steve Austin and The Rock I think would be the four people that people would know I, I, mean, I, mean, see, I mean to a certain extent not as much as Randy Savage but I think if you are around that sort of time you would know them but because of how big the other three are yeah. I think people would know Hulk see, Hogan See
3: if I asked my like mum who knows nothing about wrestling to name me a wrestler she'd probably only know The Rock and Hulk Hogan and that's it not So I think those think Randy two... Savage because he no, was huge she, as well she would have no idea who he is <laughs> That's fair <bad> enough <laughs> Like honestly like I, I didn't know probably before all of this uh, I, I'd only heard of it from I can't remember i think game grumps had a mod in skyrim for it, yes and that's how i heard of him i was like who like so that that yeah from a perspective of being outside wrestling i think the rock and
2: yeah because it just shows just in a sense how big much a man was that when he passed away even people that you would never think would have liked wrestling put up yeah. the same wrestling piece because of how you know well i mean you also he was in um spider-man one the I original spider-man not the amazing spider-man i or don't Spider-Man remember Homecoming.
3: spider-man one <laughs> he was Bonesaw, the oh, wrestling I bit remember this you don't oh, know what I- the Beginning in the wrestling, oh, okay. yeah, that was Much Man Randy
2: Savage. Jeez, I can't
3: even remember, it's been such a long time since I've seen that film. But uh, The Rock's one was really cool because, like, um, he's doing impressions of everyone as well, which yeah. I thought was really cool. I, I even built up that. the yeah. Armageddon
2: of uh, six man hair himself. Do you oh, want to watch what?
3: what? did he call Painus <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. and Uranus? Oh, yeah, yeah, Painus and Uranus. I love that,
2: yeah, no, it was good. And we were taking yeah. the piss out of everyone, like, Go, Triple H, I am the gamer, <laughs> and you know, not yeah. And it's like, Yeah, oh, brilliant, I love that promo. Yeah it, was cool. yeah it
3: was good see why he went on to come an actor yeah <laughs> with such classic glides as penis in your anus. <laughs>
2: and also as well like even though he has so many other great promos too it's just like you can show anyone a rock promo when he was like from late 99 to like 2002 when, and even nowadays and it just shows just how good he was on the microphone yeah. and then the last one that we saw of the many wrestlers that obviously do great promos was scott steiner
1: threats are part of wrestling you know But you gotta look at the person that's making the threats. This fat son of a bitch, (laughs) is challenged all of us, has been world champions before, been in this business 15, 20 years, and this fat son of a bitch is gonna charge us all out!
5: Calm down, calm down, okay? He's fat! To I'm gonna...
1: The... I don't... G- if
3: he's a... I'll make him bleed. My boy. My fucking boy, Scott Steiner. It was weird. <laughs> Bad asses. <laughs> I've seen, like... Mark showed me these before, but, like, as in... Not remixes, but people have done edits of them. And Yeah, um, he's crazy. <laughs> and He's crazier than all of them, basically. Yes, right? he is. Yeah. He's literally... There's a really funny video
2: which is Scott Steiner versus the English language, and it's just literally these people just doing promos. I love... I had to show Tony two promos like the two best ones like one from bound for glory which is the badasses asses and also the maths promo which i think for me is probably my favorite promo of all time the maths
3: one yeah this makes no damn sense it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't it's like you're just chunking numbers everywhere oh, no, this and is like... the promo that if
2: anyone says to me mark show me a wrestling promo just to show them the ridiculousness of why wrestling is just so funny and popular i would show them this promo
3: it is pretty pretty crazy did you want me what are you gonna read it or you get me to read i was it? gonna
2: get to- i was gonna get to you to read it and then we're gonna carry where on where is it from uh, from the top yeah, you from the top to you at sacrifice.
3: Okay, right. I'm not going to do a crazy voice or anything. I'm just going to talk it normally so then it probably sounds even crazier. You know they say that all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at some Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See normally if you go one on one with another wrestler, you got a 50/50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a tw- 25% at best at beat me to beat me, I guess. <laughs> then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, you're chances of winning drastically go down see the freeway a sac- at sacrifice you got a 33 and a third chance of winning but I got a 66 and two thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not gonna even try I'm running out of breath <laughs> so Saber Joe you can take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice what the hell but then you take my 75% chance of winning if we was to go one on one and then add 66 and two thirds percents so I got a 141 two thirds chance of winning at sacrifice see Joe the numbers don't lie and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice that is the fucking best
2: promo of all time in my opinion just because it's ridiculously hilarious and ridiculous simple
3: maths that's
2: all yes. it is <laughs> I, the, the, the best bit. I just love the woman just looking like what the fuck like, and you like, even see Peter Williams just going like what's he, <laughs> what's he saying and also the fat ass as well but then he,
3: he like he also like kind of nods along and agrees with him with yes. his maths so <laughs> yeah I think because just- it's
2: because like, I can't really say, like, Scott, you're talking bollocks, mate It's just, I just love it. And the, and the fat ass as well, as well, we're talking about, you know, you'll be fighting us when well, we started our wrestling career in Atlanta, Georgia, and you want to fight us in your own game, but, you know, you have to get spinning his own, oh, your fat asses. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fucking he's amazing. He is. he is. He is so good. Like, can you see why I would love the shave him with his promo? Just yeah. The, like, even reading it, you were like, what like, the fuck?
3: Well, it just made no sense. I was, my brain was telling me not to read it because it made no sense.
2: <laughs> but I just carried on and... I really want to do a Scott Steiner episode as well just show you a match and then just show you his promos because I think for me Scott Steiner is just his promos are the best
3: when was he like biggest I guess or when
2: was... Um, he was around late 80s to literally nowadays
3: oh, okay fair enough is he still going then
2: Uh, yeah he's still going <laughs> like doesn't wrestle as much nowadays but he was yeah fair enough and then basically he started as like just a tag team with the Steiner brothers with Rick Steiner and then he became the Hill, with them we became Big Papa Pump and then you Became that more and more and more. Fair enough. I think the reason why he didn't work in WWE because he wasn't that. Like, he wasn't just the insane, like, guy who just says, Fair asses I also love the one as well that I showed you before where they talk about, you know, Fred Zapar Wrestling you know, about Samoa Joe. It was like, you know, he can't beat us. Like, come on, calm down, Scott. He's fat.
3: <laughs> oh, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like,
2: he's just, he's just amazing. I just, I just love him. Like, he's so he good. He so
3: out of control a bit.
2: He <laughs> <laughs> is. It Which just... is
3: what made it good, though. That's the point. Like, when you're saying there, a bit more scripted like nowadays yeah. would he get away with saying stuff like that Uh, obviously in TNA
2: the other promotions that he's been a part of he can yeah. because it's not scripted but in WWE he wouldn't be able to yeah, at all yeah,
3: that's... and
2: which is what is one of the things that makes Scott Steiner so good is just those ridiculous promos yeah I mean look at all the different promos and stuff and obviously I made you read the Scott Steiner one because it's just fucking amazing and hilarious like is there any like what promo stood up for you the most and which promo and even a wrestler would you go at and look more of his promos too
3: what out of all of them yeah apart from Scott Steiner or including him and if you want to it'll probably him be not... him it'll probably be him to be honest just because it's just so weird <laughs> it's so crazy it makes no sense and i want to torture my brain some more guess. <laughs> anyone else at all uh i can't who else can i think of i mean i can't really think the rest just kind of creeped me out mark <laughs> not even an to worry you wouldn't want to see any of his more like. no he's heavy breathing oh. freaked me out Probably Randy Savage then. Yeah, Randy Savage is really cool yeah, as well. Yeah, that would probably be the one cuz like like I said he's luring me in with that voice. <laughs>
2: he doesn't he does an amazing voice. Yeah.
3: Ooh yeah. Yeah, that's probably the one, yeah. Otherwise, the rest just kind of, I don't know, they're creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even
2: Hulk Hogan with the eyes. Yeah.
3: Like, Look into the power of the
2: Hulkster, the, the
3: power. Yeah. yeah. You know,
2: he's... will you know something mean, Gene? He's had Have you seen that Hulk Hogan <laughs> yeah. appeared in an episode of um, American Dad? Did he? I've never yeah. seen American
3: Dad, but yeah. I guess he's kind of gone off the radar now, hasn't he? So <laughs> yeah, I think after the whole racist
2: thing and yeah. the whole Gawker thing, even though he won, kind of, you know.
3: Yeah, he, he won over Gorka didn't he? Yeah, yeah
2: which now they're out of business now aren't they Gawker? Uh,
3: yeah I believe so yeah because I remember it was really weird they were
2: asking him about his penis and he was saying how Terry Bolle has a different penis than Hulk Hogan does but it's like but you're the same fucking person how the fuck do you have different penises what <laughs> did you, did you not, that, that, was, that was like well, that was one of the main like bits it was obviously because of the sex tape and then because he sued them then he, they showed him saying the n-word a lot um. and basically when he was on the trial one of the main things that they mentioned was obviously Hulk Hogan and Terry had been being in a sense different characters and about mentioning their penis sizes as well it was weird. It's just fucking weird, but, you know. <laughs> but Hulk Hogan won, so you know it's yeah. all good. We love you, Hulk. I mean,
3: yeah. Don't know what else to say.
2: <laughs> Do you want to say anything else, at to all, Tony?
3: Any questions you want to ask me at all? Thanks for melting my brain, Mark. <laughs> no worries, there, Tony.
2: Uh, I might would you ever want to do a part two of this show you other wrestlers as well like ridiculousness of like uh, the amazingness of Demolition maybe Undertaker promo I'd probably
3: give it a couple years before you melt my brain no worries
2: <laughs> well I could do as well because obviously some wrestlers like the Undertaker evolved in his character I could show you potentially original Undertaker and then more of a later one as well like you get see him as the American yeah badass, you could biker see him changing, and yeah, yeah. 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 yeah and just how good managers were as well with the promos too yeah. sort of thing so yeah Yeah.
3: so yeah cool, That's cool. I anything don't know else? anything else to say No. no hey,
2: <laughs> and then before we head off then, Tony, my friend, anything you want to plug at all to the peeps?
3: Uh, Loser Quest show. It's my main channel. I am making a video. So watch that, or watch Howdy Game, Mark's on that. We play games and be stupid. Uh, I'm
2: very, very stupid.
3: Yeah, I have another channel where I play games on my own, so you can watch that as well. You'll find them all. I do lots of channels just playing games and being stupid, so. If you like crazy promos like this, then I say crazy shit all the time. He does. So come watch me. We <laughs> always
2: say crazy shit, me and Tony, that's how we roll yeah and also guys don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes Podbean and Stitcher don't forget to follow us as well on Twitter and like us on Facebook we've been A Wrestling Guys take care and always remember armbar. <laughs> bar <laughs> yes Tony <totally> fucking A
1: <laughs> you know they say all men are created equal but you look at me and you look at Small Joe and you can see that statement is not true see normally if you go one on one with another wrestler you got a 50-50 chance of winning But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a 3rd chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice.